Brandon Brands. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is John D. Russell, professional photographer, digital media marketing professional. And if you want to build your brand, you should be listening to Brands on Brands on Brands with my good friend, Brandon Berkmeyer. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey everyone, welcome again to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a brand to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you, and I'm excited. This week, our guest is John Russell, John D. Russell to be exact, and John, well, he's a good friend of mine that I've known for 10, 15 years now. He's a South Bay boy, an LA boy down here. And more importantly, as I started my entrepreneurial journey, uh, John was there. John is a professional photographer and creative director, which works well with my skills. You know, I need someone to help get some professional photos out there and have that creative vision. But John also works with brands worldwide to create dynamic, powerful content and strategy to communicate their offerings, their company culture, the products to their audience. And not only does he do that and do it well, but he's also published. He's internationally published for his work. It's taken him to over 30 countries on assignment. Uh, he's got nearly two decades of experience in that and digital marketing and media and is the kind of guy I want to bring on the show to get his opinions out to you so you can understand that more creative side of things. I think it's hugely important to develop your creative assets and have something for the marketing materials that you're building, some professional pieces, some assets that you can add to your portfolio. And when you need to build a website, when you need to build an ad, you want to have professional photos ready to go so you don't have to then start that process, which could take a few weeks. And uh, he's the guy who, who's been there. So I want to talk to him because his client list includes big companies like Toyota, Ford, Sketchers, CBRE, Habitat for Humanity. I'm sure you guys have heard of some of these, uh, Mind Valley, and, and many, many more. Uh, he's f- photographed celebrities too, uh, people like Bruno Mars, John Legend, Kaylee Kuko. Uh, to name a few. And uh, that's just the kind of pro John is. He manages a small team of amazing creatives, has a comprehensive suite of digital solutions, such as, you know, besides the photography, he also does video or drone or web design, uh, social media, graphic design, you know, he does it all. But at the core, he's a photographer. He has an eye and that creative eye is what I wanted to share with you guys today. We'll talk a little bit about his story and hopefully you guys will pull a little bit out of that, of the value of, of having that creative vision and also how he built his business. So lots for you today. Hope I did it justice. And, uh, just John, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really excited to have you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and build on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm a professional photographer and I've got about 20 years of digital media marketing experience. Um, I currently specialize in commercial photography. So most of my book of business is working with companies, businesses, helping them communicate their, their mission, their values, their company culture to their audience. Aside from that, I have a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and I've got a 
couple of other businesses going on, but they all have one commonality in visual media and, and marketing. What I'd like to hear a little bit more about is kind of how you got going into, you know, down this road of working for yourself and also just getting into photography, a little bit of that origin story. Yeah. Funny as it, as it is, I actually, uh, I learned photography in the, in the darkroom. Um, I learned on film. Uh, I was 13 years old, a freshman in high school. I actually got a D in the course, which, um, yeah, it, I mean, looking back on it, it's hilarious. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you give a 13 year old kid a D in art. And for the kids who never were in a dark room, you're talking about where you used to develop film, actual film into yeah. photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I just dated myself a bit, but no, the reality, yeah, I learned in the dark room. I learned shooting 35 millimeter film um, and learning how to process it. Uh, you know, I was 13 years old, but it was really interesting. Um, but um, that kind of experience really left a bad taste in my mouth. So I kind of pivoted and started playing sports and chasing girls and being a kid. But uh, fast forward, I was raised by my mother and um, she got sick and I ended up having to take care of her. So my outlet was photography and it was a long six-year battle. She had hepatitis C. She had tried to kill herself and I was basically forced to pick up the pieces and be there and help her out. So it was a, it was a difficult time in my life, but photography became my outlet and I was still shooting film. And one day, uh, my mom and I had kind of gotten in a tiff and uh, just a little bit of friction in the house and I needed to leave. So I grabbed the camera and, and, and hit the trails. She was living in Montana at the time. And so, you know, you've got beautiful scenery everywhere around, you know, your back door. So it was convenient for that. But uh, one day I went hiking and I, I took some photos and I shot a roll of film and I took it into the local lab to have developed. And I came back the next day, picked him up and the guy processing the film asked me if I shot that role. And I said, yeah. And he was blown away. He basically told me that, you know, a good 18 to 20 of those images could be used in a commercial fashion, in a magazine, editorial, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny what we as humans take or hold on to. Right. And that was, that was a really inspiring comment from a complete stranger that that really left something in me and it 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 was almost like someone believes in me I could do this um and that's that's very empowering so kind of fast forward and uh my mom lost her battle with uh with hepatitis C and she died 31 days post liver transplant in um ICU at UCLA my whole life was was literally turned upside down i mean she was my only parent it was a rough like five, almost six years prior of just caregiving and dealing with some pretty heavy things um, as a, as a young man, as a, as a young 20, you know, as 21, 22, when it all started. So I mean, how long do you think you were kind of toiling and, and lost, you know, before the photography thing really started to catch hold of you and become an outlet for you? It was pretty much instant. Like I was stuck on 10 acres of property in the middle of nowhere, like without access to do much. I didn't know anybody. Like I just, and it was kind of like, you know, the internet was just coming around, right? Like, I mean, it was, it probably been out five years or something. So it wasn't widely adopted. Connectivity in a state or like a rural Montana, rural anywhere was terrible. 
So was, there weren't a lot of options in terms of like keeping yourself entertained. I mean, I wasn't drinking or doing anything like that. So that was probably a good thing just so it was a way. But I needed something. We all need something, right? So my, my outlets were, were learning. I learned how to build websites. I took a job as an internet marketer uh, and learned all about internet marketing, make a lot of money, just doing really well, kind of just interesting, really interesting outcome of, of, a, of a really rough chain of events. Yeah, why do you, think really, you didn't turn to like the dark side, if you will? A lot of people, I'd say, turn to their their darker habits and you seem to find, you know, in education and photography, sure. I mean, but what do you think took you that direction? Like you have to hold on to something and, and I'm good at working. Like I've always yeah. been like a worker, right? I get, I get stuff done. I like to get stuff done. I, I like the feeling of accomplishment of getting things done. So, but I guess you would ask me what, what was the click for photography? Sure. And I kind of went down the tangent of internet marketing, but it's all <laughs> relevant in my current life. Um, but uh, so I guess when my mom passed, I realized that the only thing I had left were in photos. So a couple of years prior, a business coach had asked me, if you could do anything in the world, what would it be? And my answer was travel the world and take photos. That would be an amazing life. Um, but I just, given my circumstances, it wasn't a reality. So after she passed and I was sitting there going through her belongings and, and kind of came across all these family photos that she had taken the time to shoot and archive, it kind of hit me like, this is my chance to to do what I want to do. You know, I'd spent the last five or six years, you know, focusing on taking care of somebody. And I was working as a, as a, as an underwriter for, I mean, just all kinds of crazy, but, um, that was it. That was, that was the spawn for photography. Um, in terms of why I chose creative outlets versus destructive ones. Um, if I'm being honest, I chose both, but, I made a pact to myself very early on in the midst of, of tremendous pain and suffering that I wouldn't become a victim. It was important to me that no matter what had happened, that did I do right by my life, by my friends, um, by my mother. Like It's kind of like a, a human responsibility, I believe, to, to do the best you can, you know, and, and to try and make the world a better place, irregardless of what has happened to you. And so... Um, and did you find that in yourself or did you have, did you have good people? 100%, 100%. I never went to therapy, although many people suggested that I go, but I didn't believe in it. I, I knew the answer. I just had to do the right thing. And I think that's hard. It, it is hard. So, but... People, when they hear my story, they often apologize. And I, and I often, you know, I, I, I don't want people to apologize. Like, it's my life. Um, I don't apologize for it. And I think it, it's led me down this path of where I am today. And I'm proud of that. Speaking of where you've been today, because it's, I'd say you have some of the experiences that, that we've talked about kind of prior to the show. You've done some amazing things, some things that a lot of people, you know, I'd say would get a little jealous of getting to, you know, some traveling experiences, some just unusual out of the box experiences. Maybe you could talk a little bit about like one of the most, you know, what are some of those experiences that stand out in your mind that were really memorable that maybe affected you? Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot. So I'm picking one might be yeah, tough. It is a lot. I, I've, I've really worked hard since that big event in my life to create a lifestyle that, that I wanted, designing my ideal lifestyle. 
and um, travel, adventure, philanthropy are pretty much the three things that I love the most. So I've, I've been to over 30 countries on assignment. I was embedded with the Colombian Air Force for six weeks, flying over the Colombian jungles, taking wicked photographs. In fact, there was one mission where I was dangling out of a Black Hawk helicopter, chasing a C-130 aircraft about 300 feet off the deck over the Colombian jungle. And that whole mission was just so I could get these shots. I felt like such a princess. <laughs> That's amazing. How does one get embedded with the Colombian Air Force? Hell if I know, man. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you will always do better what? with a network, right? People, people that support you, that believe in you. Um, and I've been blessed, whether it's just a byproduct of where I grew up or the connections that I've made along the way, it's probably both, but my network is strong and my network has given me opportunities to have these incredible experiences. So I believe that my ability to relate to people is a strong business asset that I, that I have. I think given my life experience, I'm empathetic. So I can relate to a lot of people's pain and suffering. Not by the way that that's the, the topic of choice, but I think people, when they meet me, they realize I'm authentic and genuine. And um, I think that goes a long way in building relationships. So to answer your question, I believe that I've had the opportunities that I've had because I've had made amazing connections. I put an effort to make amazing connections around the world not just in my own hyper-local Manhattan Beach bubble. And also just doing kick-ass work. I mean, when you're given an opportunity, you have to show up. And I've put in so much time, training, energy, and learning my craft that when I get these opportunities, I deliver. And being that this, in a lot of my thoughts and focuses around branding, your personal reputation for you know an entrepreneur, especially your reputation, is pretty much everything. You know, your brand is you at that stage. You know how far do you has that gone in terms of you know how, what have you done to work on your personal brand and how far has it taken you? If I'm being honest, I've never really thought of myself as like or my business having a strong personal brand. Like I look at other people's branding and I'm just like, man, that's really good, <laughs> you know? Um, but I don't, I don't focus too much on it. You know, I think your actions and your efforts are, are worth more than, you know, it, they speak for themselves. So what your logo looks like, what your website looks like, they're important, um, especially when you're generating leads um, and trying to garner interest. But I built my business through connections, networking, hard work, being good and taking advantage of opportunities and being able to leverage my skill set in internet marketing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that though. The, you know, the idea that a, a, a brand is a logo or a website is, is I think what I'm trying to, to put out there in the world and challenge because what I like is that you've built your business on your reputation and your network. And I think that's a lot of what branding is for entrepreneurs. It starts with their reputation. It starts with the handshake and the relationship and those first few people that you serve well and can talk about you. 10,000% cliche, but people don't do business with brands. They do business with people. 
And unless you're Coca-Cola or Nike or Pepsi, like, and even then on a very micro level, the deals that are being made aren't being made. They're being made by people. So yeah, it's uh, branding is important. But I think when you're just starting your business, focusing on your value proposition is more important. And then being able to execute on your ideas and your offering is obviously like, you know, it's, it's a necessity because there's a lot of options where we have a world full of options. There's a million photographers, especially now with the advent of, of digital barrier to entry way down. But uh, I have a lot of competition, but I think it justifies the marketplace, which is good. I think competition is good for industry in general. It, it keeps us honest and it keeps us forward thinking. So I, I, I do agree with your sentiment that it's not about the website. It's not about the logo. It's about the offering and the value and what you're doing for people, how you're helping people. You know, And I think when people see as a mutually beneficial or not even mutually beneficial, I guess really at the end of the day, people just want to know that whatever you do is going to result in a positive outcome. Now, when you work with, because you've worked with some, some big names in terms of uh, kind of individual photography, which now there's a lot of, you know, everyone from celebrities to, you know, everyday entrepreneurs are looking to, you know, be more visual with their media and hiring photographers to do photo shoots. And you've worked with some mega celebrities, like to name a few, Bruno Mars, John Legend, Kaylee Cuoco, Magic Johnson, who I love as a big LA native Laker fan, Ron Artest. That was, I'm sure, amazing to work with. But you've also worked with some you know, influencers and entrepreneurs along the way. You helped me with my photo shoot. What are some of the things for those listeners out there that have to work with a photographer for the first time? What are some of those tips you can share with them if they're going into it, trying to figure it out? Like how, A, do you pick a photographer? And then B, how do you think you can get the most out of a session as someone like that? I think before you do anything in business, you really have to be clear on your intent. I think intention, especially with photography, is important. I can't tell you how many clients reach out to me and just say they need photos for their website or they need photos for their social media or they need photos, but they're not specific. They don't, they don't know how many photos. They don't know where they're going to go, how they're going to use them, how they're going to leverage them. I really challenge my clients to sit and think about how they want to use the photos, where they can use the photos, how they can repurpose the photos, really to gain maximum value. And for me as a business owner, if I can provide maximum value in exchange for their hard-earned cash, they'll come back and, and, and do business with me again. And I think that's really important as a business owner. So, you know, understanding how you're going to use the content, where you're going to use it, when you're going to use it. And, you know, maybe not down to like the individual day you're going to post it on Facebook, although I do recommend a good content marketing strategy, but understanding what kind of photos you need, the look, the feel, and just down to the really technical level of portrait or landscape, I think are all really invaluable. And in terms of choosing a photographer, Everyone has a budget. I do recommend that you hire a photographer and not get your uncle or aunt who just got a camera to do it. People know the difference. And we're a visual species. And as consumers, I mean, look around. There's billboards. There's, there's ads everywhere. We're just inundated with visual ads. So from like a psychological level, that 
is important as a business owner because essentially our brains process images faster than our brains process written word. And so the images that you use, your, your audience is making judgments about your brand, about your business, about your offering before they read one word of your copy. And I think that's powerful. It's just, I think about it all the time and it's, it's just really, it's, I mean, there's a reason brands like Toyota and Ford invest millions and millions of dollars into their content. There's a reason. So I encourage business owners to be content friendly, hire a photographer that they can afford, that they enjoy working with, and that delivers a really high quality product because your brand depends on it. Now, transitioning a little bit into uh, a little bit more of the marketing mindset part of the, the show, I want to ask you a question. I'll ask this of a lot of people I talk to. Do you believe that branding or selling is more important long-term for a business and why? Personal opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great question. Hands down, to start, sell. Sell, sell, sell. Um, you can spend months, years on logo designs and website designs and just like all the insanity that is visual branding and, and um, it doesn't mean a lick if you're not selling. So I would say selling first. And I mean, I hate the word sell. Um, I actually just did a, I had a talk this morning and I was, was talking about selling. It has such a negative connotation to it, right? Like the salesman. And so I like helping, providing value because I'm not, I'm, I'm really trying to help. I mean, we all need to make a dollar. We need to make a living. But I think if your value proposition is to help your customer do better, I think it's, it's good. So if, if I could just replace the word selling with helping, um, hands down, helping over branding. Perfect. Well, and I'd like to replace the word branding with reputation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's it, it is, and it, like it's we we're always selling ourselves, you know, and as as business owners, as individuals, you know, as potential mates, like whatever it is, like you're always you're always you're always selling. So it, it, it's a funny thing in business, but uh, yeah, I think I think creating value and helping people comes first. Maybe you could tell me about some wins and losses you've had personally in building your business or marketing your business. That yeah. might be a little closer to home. Oh man, jeez. I've made so many mistakes and I continue to make so many mistakes. And it's it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's uh gosh, I like you want me to be specific about a fail. Um, yeah, a couple. I mean, you can you can list them all off if you like, but it'd be better if you could focus on a couple that that maybe stung a little bit. You know, mistakes that I've made along the way would include, gosh, I, so many, every level, every level of business, I've made mistakes from accounting errors to bumbling sales. You know, I mean, it's just like it's it's a never ending list. Gosh, I think uh, probably my my biggest most recent failure was the, my, in business, they tell you to be niche, right? Focus, get real specific. And um, as a photographer, that can be challenging. Um, I think it'd be challenging in any business, to be, to be honest. But um, I've shot a lot of different subject matter, um, from celebrities to weddings to hanging out at Blackhawks in Columbia. And um, how you explain that story from a marketing perspective 
is a complete nightmare. It really is because it's like, you know, brides don't want to see helicopters and people that fly helicopters don't want to see brides. You know, I, I, I had a pitch. I had to go pitch Toyota, right? And I put together this ridiculous presentation about my story and it was all over the board. And as I was going through it, I was just like, oh, I'm going to fall flat on my face in front of an entire creative team at Toyota. And they're not looking like all of this self-doubt, all of this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, but I couldn't lie. Like, this is, this is how I came into photography. You know, I, I got a D in photography when I was 13 and then I was shooting nature and then, you know, all kinds of things. But I decided to stick with my story. And um, I ended up getting the account and doing great work for them. At one point, I had the, the most liked Instagram uh, photo on their Instagram ever, which I'm really proud about. Yeah, so I, like I, I mean, I get, that's certainly a win story. But, um, you know, it was challenging for me and still is, quite frankly, to be a niche photographer because I have lots of avenues of business and things that I shoot, whether it's interiors for an architect or interiors for a realtor you know it's just like it those are it's difficult to segment as a photographer and i see a lot of my colleagues and people when people photographers just getting started usually it's like a combination of like pictures from the zoo <laughs> right it's like a close-up of a lion but like it's like shot through the fence and you can tell that it's in a zoo totally common and they're wildlife photographers right like <laughs> I mean, like i'm not even kidding b like that that's a real thing um i actually just yeah, i told a photographer last year to, to to knock it off and uh but that's you know i guess that's part of it so it, i still struggle with how to segment my brand as a photographer because i do shoot a fairly wide array of subject matter but for me and my kind of ADD personality, um, I actually really like the diversity. I love hanging out of helicopters and doing amazing things and then coming home and shooting someone's family portrait because of my connection to my lost family and connection to photographs. So I guess what I've decided was that, you know, I'm not going to put myself in a box and I'm just going to be me. And so my, my website currently reflects all of, all of the things and services that I provide. And um, from an SEO standpoint, it's a hot mess, but it's also easy for people to see me. And if they vibe with the work that I create and my messaging, then we're a good fit. And uh, so that's been a struggle. What do you think, if you had to say, you know, this is what I want customers to say about me, what would that be? What do you want them to, if they're telling their friends about you, you know, I just sat with John the other day, we had a photo session the, he's this, what is that thing? Tall, dark and handsome. <laughs> Hopefully relevant to photography and true. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I am tall not so dark and handsome subjective. Right. But, uh, it's a good question. So I got a really amazing testimonial. I wish I had it on cue here so I could read it. But they basically said that I was very kind, gentle, easy to work with, and that I was well-traveled and cultured. I've wanted to be a lot of things in my life, you know, from a veterinarian to all kinds of, you know, an astronaut, et cetera, et cetera. And at one point in my life, I just wanted to be good at everything. So 
I wanted to be a Renaissance man. So to get like, I guess to answer your question, kind, gentle, easy to work with and just well-cultured, well-traveled, empathetic, you know, I just, uh, that would make me smile and feel good. Now to take the spotlight off of you a little bit or the the heat, I should say (laughs) in some way, a little more fun questions. What brands are you obsessed with right now? I have a few. So Burning Man, I run a big Burning Man camp and uh, the logistics, the ethos, the culture behind it is incredible. And describe Um, Burning Man for those who haven't been or aren't from California. (laughs) That's funny. Um, It's it's an annual event that uh, holds about 70,000 people. Um, and we basically go build the third largest city in Nevada overnight in the middle of the, one of the harshest environments on the planet. Large scale art. I mean, you can see it from space at night, but it's all based on a culture of gifting. So, and what they call decommodification. So it's, it's supposed to be a space that is absent of logos and any kind of branding. It's actually forbidden. Um, you're supposed to cover up the U-Haul sign on the U-Haul. Like you're supposed to put something over it. You can't market your company. Like everything's... So it's experiencing this massive kind of... It's changing quite a bit. But to be able to go to a space without being sold to as a marketer, is just like, oh man, I could talk about it for hours. But uh, I've been invited to speak at a... a a symposium that they're putting on this year, which is which is a huge honor. I run a big camp, um, about 85 people. It's an international camp. Literally every continent in the world is represented. We have um, at least 13 to 15 different nationalities represented any given year. It's a logistical, just it's chaos, but um, it's a beautiful thing. Building community without selling anything is just, oh, it's gold. Um, but so that brand I'm, I'm fascinated with just because how different it is to our normal, what, what they call default world, but it's really different and it's really impressive, the scale of it and the impact. And now companies and brands are trying to leverage their IP to integrate into that audience. So it's, it's like, um, it's really interesting to watch. So all of that's really fascinating for me. Brands like Facebook... Instagram, like these social platforms that are basically, we're the product. Any company that's doing, that's selling data, data is, is, it's incredible. It's incredible the amount of data that, you know, these websites, YouTube, Google, and, and how they can shape our views and our world without, it's just like, wow, it's mind blowing. So all the, all of, those platforms. Um, I'm also really interested in crowdsourcing and brands that are really hacking industry. So Uber, Airbnb, just, oh man, really impressive, you know, but not only that, just not, not just impressive, but just the, the cultural impact and the economic impact and the, and the social impact that these brands have on our world. It's all just, man, total nerd nerd moment, but I geek out on it. I love it. In the world of of Facebook and hacks and things like that, what brands do you trust these days? Just quickly. Not many. Um, I'm sure there are brands that I trust, but like right now it's just, 
it's kind of a crapshoot. And, and businesses don't really make it easy for you to determine whether or not they're trustworthy. Um, so that lack of transparency or just like the steps that you have to take to find out whether or not, you know, they are trustworthy is a bit challenging, but uh, brands that I trust, I guess when I'm getting on like a Delta flight, I trust Delta. I trust Delta to get me there, but Oh, you know what? I got one. I work with a nonprofit called the giving spirit in LA and it's a true nonprofit. No one takes a dime from it and they do so much good for the homeless population. Uh, We hand out about 5,000 backpacks twice a year, winter and summer. But that's like a legit nonprofit. Everyone's just doing it with love. That's cool. I dig that. Funny how it's harder to think of one until, you know, you have to kind of dig down deep to get there. Oh, it just sounds like a jerk. I mean, it, like, it, or just like a really cynical person is kind of how that question made me. That's how I kind of felt not really having an answer. And, and I think that's short-sighted, to be honest. There's, there's certainly lots of wonderful companies doing amazing, good business out there that are trustworthy. It just... I think that's our comment. I think that's our first reaction usually though, is to like, uh, do I trust brands? Yeah. Like it, that I was kind that. of a deer in the headlight moment. I think that's, I think that you're the average. I think that's the normal response. I'll ask you if you had to start over, right. And doing the same thing that you're doing, the thing that you're doing now that you enjoy doing, do you have to start over from scratch doing that same thing in a new city? What would you do first? Assuming I knew how to shoot, like I had the skills already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make relationships, connect with as as many people. Well, and I say that, so it's not about connecting with as many people. I've been in a a very focused networking group for about nine years. We meet every morning at seven. It's for small business owners. And uh, I do a lot of education in there and, and I always preach or teach intention, right? Like, when you go to a networking group, if you're the person in the crowd just like spraying everybody real shallow, hey, what's up? Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. It doesn't work. It's like follow, unfollow. You know, it just doesn't work. It's wasted effort. So my recommendation would be, you know, dig deep, figure out who are the people that you want to connect with, who are the people that are going to help you get where you're going to get. And how can you help them? How can you bring value to their business or a product of our environment? And, you know, it's, it's, it's important that you connect with the right people and you, you develop the right contact spheres. And we have all these amazing tools like LinkedIn and where you can really dig in and, and see people's connections and their influence, which is really powerful. So to answer your question, definitely build relationships. I would connect with people that I believe would, what I would call like, uh, you know, partners, um, in business, people that were, were going after the same market, but we're not competing against each other. And we can be wonderful allies. So definitely, definitely building relationships would be the first thing I did. Now, before we move on to a couple of the, the questions here at the end of the episode, I uh, wanted to check in with you. Where can people find you? Where are you most active online to find what you do if they are interested in photography and, and, and that kind of stuff? I have my personal work is at uh, My Eyes Capture on Instagram. It's more of my travel stuff and just kind of feel good stuff. John.D.Russell is my business Instagram. And I've got a handful of other companies um, that I could pump here too. But just wanted, yeah, this the, the place you're most active. Just wanted to make sure people can find you if they want to find you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, if anyone's listening, you just want to connect, like I do better with like personal connections. So hit me up on uh, Facebook, 
friend me. It's my personal profile. Is at, uh, it's at JDR Photo. Um, I like to go deep with people. So if you want to connect, let's connect. Now, let me ask you, what's your next big audacious goal in the next year or so? Right now, I'm actually working on becoming more location independent. It's funny when you like you follow your passion and you do what you love and I do what I love hands down and I do what I love. Um, but if you set up your business to be location dependent, you're always going to be in that place. And I'm a bit nomadic. I love to travel. I love. I mean, I shoot. It's just yeah. So building up um, my business so that it'll allow me the flexibility to leave when I want. In the past, if I leave on a trip for two or three months there's a good chance I'm losing tens of thousands of dollars in revenue because I'm not there to, to do the work. And it's always been kind of a challenge for me because I love travel um, and I do it as much as I can, but you know, there's always a pro and con and a give and a take. And so for me, my goal this year is to continue developing other cash flow streams essentially in my ventures to enable that. So for instance, I'm a partner in a vintage motorcycle tour company where we're taking riders around India and Nepal. We just did a 10-day ride through Rajasthan. I handle all the experience capture with drone, stills, and video and help with a lot of other things, marketing, etc. So that's starting to ramp up really nicely. Uh, My business partners just got back from a recon ride in Nepal. We've got about a quarter mil in the sales funnel. So just really excited about the progress in that venture. I also have a, a social media content creation company called One Dollar Social that's doing really well and, and creating a lot of value for small business owners um, that are struggling with content creation. And so these businesses, while there's a lot of overlap as a photographer and as a visual media marketing professional, they're allowing me a little bit more flexibility. So yeah, that, that's my big goal, man, is just keep hammering and just keep building that life that, that I ultimately see myself living. Yeah, I think that's our time for today. Is there anything else you want to leave us with that I may have left out that you wanted to communicate? Um, probably. Uh, but uh, no, um, this is awesome. I'm, I've been following you, B, and, and it, you take a big leap of faith. And uh, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I love seeing your progress, your drive, your commitment. You're going to do big things. Um, I'm proud of you. Not that that means a whole lot, but I am proud of you. And I'm proud of your family too and your friends for supporting for supporting that. I think often we overlook that. You know, there's people behind us that support us and they deserve just as much praise. So shout out to you guys. Um, I see you in any way I can help you. I got your back, man. And uh, I guess to the people listening, just uh, don't wait. If you want something, go get it. You're not guaranteed shit in this life. And uh, you, you got to work hard and you got you to gotta take chances. And um, yeah, man, that's where the good stuff is. Everything you ever wanted in your life is on the other side of fear. So uh, face that head on and um, you know, go, go live that life that, that you want and, and design the life of your dreams because you can do it. Appreciate your time, man. Yeah, likewise, brother. Anytime. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. 
Head over to brandonbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandonbrands.com.